Actually, I am guilty. Of what? I am guilty of a lot of things today. Namely, and we'll have to workshop this at some point, but the seven deadly sins of gambling. Yes. I'm probably guilty of one of them. I don't know what all of them are. I know one of them is don't bet on the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. That's locked in. Another one is don't be a greedy mother effer. Uh, definitely. Definitely one of them, yes. I was a greedy mother effer over the weekend. Oh, God. John, what did you do? Well, let's put it this way. It wasn't a podcast. Podcast, I did fine. Podcast, I did two and one. There wasn't my mom's Pretty work pool. 3-0 and in that again. 6-0 and total in my mom's work pool. Look at you. It was the uh, the off-air bets. Oh, John. Which were did include some of the on-air bets. But, all, right. all right, Fitzy. So this was a, it was a get-right week for me. I had to get good one last time before I went in. Shout out Haunting Hill House. Okay. It's actually addiction. It's actually a very dark subject. However, okay. I decided, hey, what how, what better way to get right than to put a lot of money on the Kansas City Chiefs oh. and the LA Rams and the Dallas Cowboys? That was a, that was a mistake. So that 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 was part of it because those weren't those weren't the most egregious errors I made. The Chiefs, whatever, they were upset. A lot of people lost money on the Chiefs. The Cowboys, I gave the Cowboys money line on this show. I also decided, hey, why not? Uh, you know, slap that single game parlay, parlay button. Of course. Throw a little Dak 300, 300 passing yards and Justin Herbert two touchdowns on there. So at least I missed both of those. Like, that wasn't as bad. Just, the Rams one, I know you missed on as well. That was the half a point. I did depression. the Rams. So I, I missed on the Rams regardless. I also mm. I hit on everything else for that. I did, like, Stafford passing yards, Stafford touchdown passes. Those yeah. hit. The worst one I did, Chime, was Patriots minus five and a half. Boom, hit. Done. Nope. Nope, my ass said, hey, Mac Jones, throw a touchdown pass, too. Did not happen. Yeah, so here's what you need. You need to simplify. You need to just dial it back a little bit. You need to start simplifying your process because mm-hmm. that's what I have learned is the key to success. Enough of these stupid parlays. So like K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, exactly. I place one stupid parlay, seven-leg parlay for primetime games. One on Monday night, one on Thursday night. Outside of that, keep it simple. At most, it's two legs of a parlay. Like, if I like the game and the over, if I like just two money lines, if I like two teams by spreads, that's it. Keep it simple. Don't get crazy. You're just gonna you're just gonna make it a nightmare for yourself because you're gonna hit on one or two and not the third, and then you're right. just gonna be depressed. So now, the, well, the issue is now I'm down. I'm down a full blown unit right now. Plus ah. my future on Mac rook, offensive rookie of the year. So that, hopefully that hits. Hopefully mom's work league hits. Uh, but you know. I I, I face a question this week. It's, okay. Do I suspend myself for one week from gambling? I host a gambling podcast, so I probably shouldn't do that. Lose nope, credibility. Or do I do I say, all right, clean slate? Limit yourself. <laughs> just set a limit for yourself. Well, this was a limit, too. This was a limit. I just lost all of the limit two oh, weeks God. in a row. So yeah. it, it, it's tough. But you know what? I hit on Denver minus six. I hit on Dallas Moneyline. So if you listened to me on this podcast, I at least gave you two winners. Unlike Shine. We'll get to that. We'll get to that yeah, in a little bit. Tell me about it. Uh, Bad day However, me. I need to listen to myself going forward is sort of the problem here. The the one I missed on, Pittsburgh, uh, five and a half. And I believe on this podcast in the preseason, I may have stated that the Oakland Raiders were in contention for the first overall pick. Maybe not the first overall pick, but they appear to be better than I thought. They might be a playoff team. Uh, I don't believe that. I said might. I know. I still don't think they're better than the Broncos. I, I still don't believe that. I still don't believe they have a great O-line either. Yeah, they definitely do not have a good O-line. That is for sure. 
Uh, I just think their defense is very good. It, I think it was very underrated. Their I think, I think they have a pass rush. I think they have a pass rush. I really it's covered a lot. I, of holes I'm, I'm not. I'm not believing that the rest of it is still like. I don't believe that is Nick Vigil on that team. No, he is a Minnesota Viking. Oh, he's a Minnesota Viking. Uh, oh, Nick. Uh, Nick uh, Kwiatkowski. Whatever. Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. Yeah. That like he's he gets one year contract after one year contract. Like, I don't believe he's like a good linebacker. No, but Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe is yeah. solid on the defensive line. And Nassib, like that that yes, trio of pass rushers yep. are, is great. Yes, I agree. And I so I think uh, they they also have been getting a ton of pressure without blitzing. So with just four guys rushing the passer, there's no one to blitz. Been doing so. a really good job. <laughs> I don't know the hell they would send, but. but um, I think ultimately the Raiders' success is going to live and die by Derek Carr. He's been great the first two weeks. He was bad in the first half of the first game and lights out in the second half of in overtime. And then he was great in week two. And it's going to come down to that. If he continues to lead the league in passing and throws for a bunch of touchdowns and throws for a million yards, Derek Carr is going to probably be the MVP and they might make the playoffs. But if Derek Carr falls apart, that team is going to fall apart as well because they don't have enough pieces around him to kind of continue to carry it. All right, feet to the fire time for you, Shine. Yeah. We'll have to explain yourself. What, were you 3 0 last week? Or were you 2 1 last week? I was 2 1 the first week. Okay, so you, Shine had an 0 3 week, which I am no stranger to 0 3 weeks, so I'm not going to sit over here and dance on uh, the very me, the yeah. very shallow grave, which it wouldn't really be a grave. It would, you know, it's like you dug a hole at the beach and the tide came up and the yeah. sand caved in a little and only your foot's in it, it yeah. is, is really what you are. But let's start with Dallas and the Chargers because yeah. you took the over 56 in that, and it's getting to the point which. Maybe this is a, a one of those psychological fallacies because there were a bunch of games this week that people pointed to and said these games are going to be shootouts. And for the most part, they were. Seattle and Tennessee was a shootout. Yep. But the one that I think people thought was going to be more of a shootout than most, uh, like Ravens Chiefs was a shootout, was the Cowboys and the Chargers, and it just wasn't. And I'm getting but to the point where sense. I don't want to bet overs on those but games. But it made sense to me that it was going to be an over because – and, and and it felt like it still should have been because there was one punt in the freaking game. Uh-huh. There was only one punt, but just points weren't being converted. It was field goals and interceptions and just like weird, stupid plays, and they just weren't finishing drives and and ended up working against me. And it's like it, you know, at the end of the day, going into that, I still would have. I still, if that game happened later again in the year, I would probably still expect it to go over because I felt like that game should have gone over, and it just didn't. It was just some sloppy play. All right, Rams, you took uh, at the Colts. Did you catch the game? How'd you feel about it? Cooper Cup, apparently, uh, every week, every week, drink every time you hear it. Uh, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have meetings every morning to yeah, talk they have about the quarterback position. Yeah, my thing is, is I, I, depressing loss. I, you know, that one was tough. I thought they'd cover four, three and a half. I thought they'd be fine. Colts ended up covering. I, the Rams were the better team. I guess the play was the money line, um, which I did have in a parlay, but that that's neither here nor there. I just. It's tough. I, I thought the Rams were a far better team. They just Matthew Stafford threw an interception that didn't really help. So uh, it, it is what it is. There's, you know, I missed the cover by a point, and it and it happened the second time to me too. Go yeah. ahead to the next one. Right, because by well, by the time that game that game came around, I got it at three and a half. I think when I placed the bet, mm-hmm. so I missed it by half as well. But the next one that you mentioned, you got the Bengals two and a half point dogs at at the Bears. I believe at one point Joe Burrow threw threw three interceptions in a row in yep. that game. And, and then it, they scored twice in the first fourth quarter, and they lost by three. Like, so I missed the cover by a point again. It's going to be really difficult to argue against the Jamar Chase draft pick if he turns into a superstar. Yeah. But Two touchdowns in two weeks is pretty right. good. But the the not having an offensive line it's thing brutal. is really going to come back to bite them in the wall. Like like do you think like what do you think do you think they'd be better for the long run this season and maybe for the future if they drafted Panay Sewell 
and just stuck with T. Higgins and Tyler uh, Boyd and, Tyler and tried Boyd. to pick up another receiver off right. of anywhere. So here's the other thing that I'm learning is that there's really good, not really good, but there's sufficient to good NFL talent at receiver all over the place. Right. So in my mind, you could have grabbed Panay Sewell at the pick you were, or Rayshon Slater, either of them, whichever you liked more, because Rayshon Slater looks great in L.A. too. So you pick up whichever one you want, and then you could have found receiver talent in the second round. Elijah Moore went to the Jets, what, two picks before you in the second round? You could have gotten the guy like that, traded up end of the first round or just in front of the Jets and grabbed a guy like that who looks like he's going to be pretty good. And you could have been, or you could have grabbed a guy like Terrace Marshall, who the Panthers drafted, and he looks like he he might be Rondell okay. Moore. Rondell Moore was another guy. Like there's just so, there were so many. It, it's going to be the point where receivers going to. My opinion on receivers going to turn into running. It's back a diluted pool, and it's it's going to be don't draft it ahead unless you're unless you're a playoff team and you're in the twenties. Like, yeah, and you unless shouldn't he's be Julio him. Jones, you shouldn't be drafting him because if you're that high in the draft, then you have other needs. You're mm-hmm. that you're drafting that high for, for a, a reason. reason. Exactly, I 100 percent agree, and I think that is a big mistake. Because I think with uh, a guy like Rayshon Slater or Panay Sewell uh, on that offensive line, Joe Burrow would be far more protected, uh, and I think overall the team would just be better for the long term. And Mutt went 3-0. and We'll let him take his victory lap uh, on Thursday. The first one he hit on was the San Fran in the Philly. Uh, he had the under, I believe, yes. right? Yeah, okay, he so under I, 50 and I, I know I wrote that incorrectly was... on the blog, the WEI.com Winners Club blog post. I said he had the over, but he did have the under in that it. That was and... 3 nothing until, like, the final drive before the half, uh, the 49ers scored, and it was only 7 to Hell 3 of an under. Half. Yeah, That makes perfect sense, because last week I said Kyle Shanahan does not get credit, the credit he deserves as a defensive coach. That yep. definitely was true in that game. Jalen Hurts is what his sixth start ever. Yeah. So like that that is that is where that matchup that nugget makes sense when you're playing somebody who's in their Agreed. sixth their sixth game. Also, Eagles have a good run defense and they virtually shut down the 49 and injured all of the 49ers yeah. running backs as like, well. Like to the point where Elijah Mitchell had come out injured, but all of the other running backs got injured, so he had to come back and play anyways. Right. And now they're now I guess like carry on Johnson's on their practice squad or something. So like he's gonna come up and Yeah, they they picked up Trenton Cannon off the Baltimore practice squad, and they picked up. They had Carryon Johnson will have two hundred yards next week. Yeah, like I don't. That's I just don't what happens. Know. And uh, Mud also took the Atlanta Tampa Bay over, which, which did, hit no problem. Tom yeah. Brady threw five touchdowns. Atlanta scored a couple times, but that was just icing it's on Brady the and no one for the MVP race after two yeah. weeks right now. Uh, I, I see. I disagree. I think Derek Carr has to be considered, and Kyler Murray absolutely has to be considered. Fair. Um, I think the way he's lighting it up. And I think Arizona is going to run into some issues because right now they're all offense, no defense the first two weeks of the season. So we'll see how that goes. And Mutt grabbed the Panthers at three, uh, three and a half point dogs at home against what the Saints. What a pick. And, uh, same, I don't know if I said it on this podcast. Gresh and Keith, though, they were my surprise wild card team, the Panthers. Yep. Pa- I think the Panthers are legit. Yeah, I think they, I think really they are, are too. I think Brian Burns is legit. Like, uh, friend of the sh- program, Dice. DM'd me before the season. He's like, that's my defensive player of the year long shot. And you know what? That's not a bad pick. He's a really good player. I don't know if he'll have the stats to get him the award, mm-hmm. but which is his biggest issue. But like overall, for it, from a defensive perspective, Brian Burns is very, very good. At He's football. great. And then last year they spent their entire they used their entire draft on the on uh, defensive on players. defensive as well. Yep. Derek Brown's hitting as a D tackle. He was their first round pick last year. Uh, Yeter Grossmatos. Did I did I pronounce Eater that Gross right? Yeter Grossmatos. Yes. Eter Grossmatos. Don't you don't say that. Uh, second round pick, I believe, last year. Yes. He's hitting. Shaq Thompson at number seven apparently is... Uh, twice in one day, by the way. We've mentioned Yeter Gross Matos. I mentioned him on the Gresham Keith program as well. Is that well the over? Because I projected him to get drafted by uh, Minnesota in the draft that he was taken, and it got picked up by the Vikings beat writers. 
Oh really? Oh wait. So was that this? Was that this past draft then? Uh, no, that was two drafts ago. He, he basically oh, okay, put on okay. layaway last year, uh, and so he is. JC Jameis Winston threw a threw a uh, pass directly to JC Horn. Jeremy yep. Chin was the runner up for defensive rookie of the year last yeah, season. Awesome. He's that defense is legit. And Sam Darnold without Adam Gase already looks already. Lo- I'm not saying he's incredible, nope, but he's not making mistakes. He's, he's he's doing exactly better. what Teddy Bridgewater is doing. He's being consistent. He's not making mistakes. He's making good decisions. He's letting the playmakers make plays and he's just getting them the ball and last thing before we hit on the uh, upcoming Thursday night game this week although there's not really much to hit on there now that I think of it so why don't we why don't we flip-flop here because Carolina is favored by eight at Houston over under 44 Davis Mills is starting yeah I'm taking Carolina by eight and I'm staying away from the over under because I don't know exactly how this is going to go I lean under just because I think it's going to be like 30 to zero to three yeah basically something like that. Uh, it's going to be something stupid. oh you a Patriots fan or something yeah to three? it's going to be a 25 to three sure whatever 25 to six kind of like that Patriots Jets game I think Davis Mills will make a lot of mistakes and it'll be a big Carolina blowout I you look at te- the Texans up to this point, they've been frisky, right? They kept it close with uh, Cleveland last week until Tyrod went out, and uh, they beat the Jaguars in week one. So it's kind of weird that they've been so frisky, but I think Tyrod was a big reason for that on offense. He was being very, very cautious and good with the football, um, and he was being efficient, and-, and I don't think Davis Mills will do that. And how are you feeling betting on the Chiefs going forward? Uh, I am going to stay away from Chiefs games. This, I am too. This, I was actually looking at the slate this upcoming week. Spoiler alert, if you haven't looked at the line, it's Chiefs-Chargers, and the Chiefs are favored by 6.5 at home. Like, if I'm going to bet on that game, I would actually like to take the Chargers plus 6.5. I don't hate that. Um, Didn't they go like 10 weeks or something last year without, without covering? covering? They went like 14 weeks Yeah, because I remember covering. Atlanta covered at home against them towards the end of the season. Yeah. And also, I think this is like... Remember this used to happen with Peyton Manning a lot? Where it happened it, with the Patriots, where they would just kind of coast, especially the beginning of the season, and then once you hit Thanksgiving, you turn it on the month of December so that you really get in a rhythm, you get hot, and then you go into the playoffs and you're hot and you're rolling. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter because you're going to roll out of the bed and win your division. But unfortunately for them now, the division's actually pretty good. Right. Like there were always those seasons where where the Colts like maybe were, you know, five and three or something, and I was like, Oh, this could be the year. This could Jacksonville could win the AFC South this year. I, I this really feels like the year that the Chiefs just underperform. The O line is not what it was before injuries awful. in the playoffs. The defense is gonna be bad. The division is really, really good. Yep. This feels like the year that they don't pull out the division at the end of the year, and maybe we get an upset Raiders, Chargers, Broncos win the division. A lot of these teams are going to make this could be a three-playoff team division. Dare I say four? I think uh, so. I think the I think Bill Simmons, actually, him and Uncle or Cousin Sal were doing their Guess Alliance pod, and I think they actually convinced FanDuel to add a prop bet to their website that six West teams would make the playoffs between the AFC West and NFC West. Oh, I'll take that. Six Easy. of those eight teams would make the playoffs. And you know what? And I think they got it at like plus 400 or something like that. I love that value because That's great. you could easily get Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders out of the AFC and literally all four of, of the NFC teams, or I mean, even the Broncos. All. All eight of those teams have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. It's very difficult to see any of those AFC West teams not make it. NFC West teams not making the playoffs. Agreed. Because Especially East, how well East is clearly just going to be one team. Probably either Dallas or Philly is looking like. North is going to be just Green Bay. South Carolina is making some noise. New Orleans is still in it right now, but we'll see. And then obviously Tampa. 
But the the West there, the NFC West, I like I can't I can't fathom unless barring nine million injuries, like what happened mm-hmm. to the 49ers last year, and that it, unfortunately that happened. It does. Or Russell Wilson not being able to hit a crossing route, uh, either which also happened in the in the second half of the season yeah. last year. I, I just can't see one of those teams not making the playoffs. But yeah, uh, regardless, all right, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll let Mutt take his victory lap on his uh, on his three and zero week. I believe Shime is a podcast, so we went five and four this week as a show. Correct. What are we total on the year right uh, now? Five and four, and then we went three and seven in week one. That's tough. Uh, was it three and seven? No, that's wrong. Three and six. It must have been because we we make nine picks. What's the math so, on that? I don't. I, three I and can't, six. I can't wrap my head around because right I went two eight, and one. Mutt went one and two, and you went zero and, and three. So we're eight and ten. Yeah. So we're eight and ten. Eight and ten. All right. Get right week. Clean slate for me. I have not gambled on a game yet this season, as yeah. far as my uh, my my finance. I've also noticed too. Week two is my weak spot. Every year I struggle in week two because I well, now overreact. We have more, now we have more information. I also too. overreact to week one a little bit. I think that kind of got to me here. Uh, and so now I think I can make informed decisions. Week four is generally my big week in the NFL. Uh, week three normally I I do pretty well. This year's slate though, however. Sneaky, sneaky bad. Like it's kind of like a weird For week three, week three slate. We'll get to that on Thursday and get ready because this it's going to be tough to make our picks on Thursday. I'm gonna be honest with you. Is that a fucking oatmeal cream pie? Is it a triple decker? A double decker, but yeah. Oh, double decker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a Big Mac. Yeah, basically. Oh, those things are great. I know, right? I haven't had one. I, I saw one in there. I'm like, I need a snack. That's nah, so great. My friends, have fun. Mics are hey, running. Have a good one. Good, that's fine. Here. I'll bleep you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. There you go. There you go. Hey, Chris. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, coming at you in three, two, one. Well, what the fuck? We're doing, what, are you, what are you doing, just standing in the room like a jackass? I could be doing other shit if you're going to be eating food here. I literally told you I just want to eat my snack. Yeah, and you, oh, my God, world's slowest eater. What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? I've been a minute. All right, true. Well, I, have to, I was ready to go. Jesus. Maybe I can do a solo podcast today. No. I once did an hour solo on the air in college, and I... <laughs> I talked about I talked about Matchbox Twenty for maybe forty five of the minutes right, of the hour. Right. <laughs> I believe that a hundred percent. It wasn't a sports show, so I could do whatever the hell I wanted to. Oh. We can do whatever the hell we want. I think I recounted the court case from when the uh, from when the guy on the cover of the first album sued them. <laughs> Apparently, some guy he was that dude was just walking down the street, and a photographer just came up to him and took his picture, and he didn't know what it was for. And then, like, whatever, a year or so later, he just sees his face on the cover of this Matchbox 20 album, which had a surprisingly oh, large... with 3 a.m. and... Oh, yeah. It had, like, four hits on it. Yeah. Like, 3 a.m., uh, Back to Good, Push. Ben? Uh, ben isn't on there. Ben's on Mad Season. Oh, you're right. Um, long Day wasn't a hit, but it was a single, and it's an underrated song. Might be my favorite song on there, so... And y'all so sad in life, man. I visit the away and too damn bad. You get so far so fast. So what so long? So reach down your hand in your pocket. 